You're a talkative bunch. I love it. A loud family is a healthy family. Well, we're, uh, we're about to get into the Word this morning and uh, do a third part of our series on healthy me, healthy we, and just talking about health. Uh, it's a bit of a spring season for us to just focus on things again, a bit, bit of a spring clean in our soul to make sure we are healthy and strong. And uh, I, I'm so thankful for our church family and every person that plays a part in our church family, from kids leaders to volunteers to hosts to, to people doing the tech areas and everybody that serves and helps make um, not just us uh, a community that comes on a Sunday, but a family that does life together and serves one another. And I just love to see that. I think even this morning, Tim and Ali leading so well from the front there as well as they're leading us through those moments and every person playing their part. Isn't it great to be part of the family of God and the community of faith that we uh, are all part of here in the Blue Mountains. And I think when it comes to our church, we are believing for health. We're believing for every person to be healthy and to be strong. And so we're going to be uh, speaking into that today and finishing our, our series on, on, on health. And I'm talking about a healthy me today. And we're starting a series next Sunday on the book of John. And the series is called So That You May Believe. And that's really the reason that John exists, and it talks about that in the book of John, that we, that we may believe. It's a book of faith, it's a book of miracles, it's a book that really tells us about the love of Jesus Christ. And so, it's a great series and a great opportunity for you to invite friends and family along over the next five, six weeks as we go through the book of John. And we're going to be talking specifically about John chapter 1 through to John chapter 4 on Sunday. And so that's your homework this week, to read John chapter 1 through to ch chapter 4, and then we're going to be speaking out of that on Sunday next week, which will be great. But today, we're talking about a healthy me. I hope you were blessed by the Connections Conference with Dr. Robbie, and he really spoke into these issues, and, and I hope you can get uh, a hold of some of the material there on video or, or podcast to really be able to listen to it and get in your spirit. But we're going to be talking about, about that today, healthy me. And so I've entitled the message today, Healthy Hearts. Now, you only have one heart, so I've said healthy hearts, but I'm talking about healthy hearts as in every one of us having a healthy heart. And the heart is important. Just in our physical body, we only have one heart. And so it's important to look after our hearts. It's the same when it comes to our spiritual life, that inner world, that inner part of our life, our heart is so important. You know, healthy hearts build healthy lives. We see hundreds of times in the Bible, the word heart appears. It talks about the importance of it. The heart is that inner world. It's considered the seat of life and strength. It's the soul, it's the spirit, it's our entire mo emotional um, nature and understanding on the inside of it. Our heart is so crucial to us having a healthy life. A healthy heart will produce a healthy life. An unhealthy heart will produce an unhealthy life. And so we have the choice today to make sure that we are living in a place where our heart is healthy and strong and that we are flowing out of that place so that we can make the adjustment, adjustments to be the people God wants us to be. I love in Proverbs 27, 19, it says, As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Let me say that one more time. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. 
I don't know about you, but I've noticed in seasons of my life, what's going on in my heart affects the way that I respond and live my life. The ways, the things that are going on in my inner world, they spill out into my outer world. I don't know what it was like for you during the time of COVID, but I was like a caged lion. I hated being stuck in my home. I hated my 5K radius. I hated all of the things that were there, and I understand the reasons for it. But during, during that time, I did not like it. And during that time, my, my wife, Amy, she bought one of those totem tennis things. Do you know what they are? They're, these things are kind of on a string. And uh, she bought it early on in COVID. And I remember being in my backyard, and she bought it for the kids, but it ended up just being me during COVID going out to the backyard. And I remember I was just hitting that thing around, just that way, that way, that way, that way. I would go out there for hours and I was just hitting that thing. Sometimes I'd make my pastoral care calls and people were probably hearing banging in the background. I had my phone up there and I was just hitting that thing around, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. And, and I would sometimes get so frustrated out there, I hit that thing so hard, I ended up breaking the ball and it came off the string. And when I thought about it, what I was actually doing was I was reflecting what was going on in my heart. I felt stuck. I can't go out. Things are just the same. It's the same 11 o'clock press conference every day. It's the same thing. We go for the walk at the same time every day in our little radius we were allowed to go for a walk at. We watched the same shows. We, the most exciting thing was, what are we going to cook tonight? And it just felt like there was monotony there. And my life was reflecting that. I was just hitting that thing for hours on end. And then I'd get frustrated and I'd give it a few good smacks. And it really spoke about the frustration that was going on in my heart. It's funny how our life just reflects, our heart reflects, sorry, what's going on. And, and, and it starts to come out in our life, in the way we live, in the way we speak, in the way we respond, in the way we act. It all comes out of that place in the heart. In fact, in the Bible, it's very clear, even when David was chosen to be king, God reminds us in 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 that the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart and that's what he sees he sees what's going on in our inner world and we're very good at making sure our outer world looks spectacular and shiny we love clean cars we love clean houses when someone's going to visit we love to be able to have the nice clothes on and we cover what's going on on the inside we're very good at that as human beings but God looks all the way past that and he looks into our heart and he says hey are you healthy on the inside how is your inner world? Because that's what matters to God. And so this morning, we're going to look at seven areas that your heart leads you in. We're going to really look at why it's important to have a healthy heart, and then we're going to look at how we can actually have and maintain a healthy heart. So seven areas this morning. The first one is this. Seven areas that your heart leads you in. First one is the theme of your life. You know, it says in the Bible that above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. See, the theme of our life guides the story of our life. And really what's going on on the inside of us, I think we've all known people that have a theme that's coming out of their heart that is expressed in their life. Maybe somebody that's been really hurt by somebody and every conversation that you have with them is them bringing up that hurt. 
and they talk about it and they go over it and they rehearse it and they speak over it time and time again and it just comes out of their life and it feels like the theme of their life is bitterness or frustration or anger and it just it overflows in every area and you could not be having a conversation with them about that but that can just come out and it's true that we have to all be careful that we guard our heart because it really is going to flow out of our life whether it's positive or negative we can have a heart that praises God we can have a heart that's thankful we can have a heart that overflows with love and joy and peace we can have that or we can have completely the opposite a heart that is full of bitterness and unforgiveness and hurt and frustration and and those things start to come out of our life they just inevitably overflow they come out and they produce a life that really has a theme of frustration or hurt or bitterness and it just overflows in a way that can cause so much chaos i don't want to be that kind of person that is allowing my heart to bring a whole bunch of negativity to those that are around me i want to make sure my heart is healthy and from a, a pure place uh, by the grace of God, that we're overflowing in a way that brings those good things out, that speaks of praise and thankfulness, and all the themes that we want to come out of our life in a positive sense. The theme of your life is determined by your heart. And it'll impact the story of your life as well. The second thing is the words you speak. Luke 6 verse 45 says, The good person out of the good treasured up in his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of what? The heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. So your words locate you. Sometimes I've been shocked as to what my words have said. And I thought, where did that come from? Well, it came from my heart. And some of the things and the negative things that I've said about situations or about people or, or just frustrations that have, that have come out of my mouth have surprised me. You know, it's often been said frustration is life's greatest profit. And sometimes we speak things out of our mouth. Well, where are they coming from? They're coming from our heart. And so if we're wondering what's going on in our heart, then we just need to assess our words. What's being spoken? What's being said? Because it's telling a story of what's going on on the inside. Your words locate your heart. What's your heart speaking right now? I love what it says in Psalm 19 verse 14. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And I think that's the prayer that we all have for our lives that our lives would be in alignment with God, that our hearts would be healthy and strong so that our words are speaking the words of life and peace that are coming from a heart that is that way. A third thing this morning is the focus that you have. In Matthew 6 verse 21, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be be also. So your resources, your focus, your gifting, all your time will go to where your heart is. I don't know whether you've noticed this if you're a parent this morning, but your children have a way of getting to your wallet because they have your heart and they do those little puppy dog eyes at the shops 
and they, they pick up that little toy that they want and they look at you and your, your, your mind is saying no, but your heart is at the counter paying for it. It's because they have your heart, they have your resources, they have your time, they have your energy, they have your gifts and abilities, they have your focus, they have your attention, and that's what our heart does. Our heart focuses our life. And so if we're thinking about where our attention is going towards in our life, it's going towards the things that have our heart. And sometimes we have to do a bit of an adjustment there because sometimes all of our focus is in our work. And we need to do a bit of a readjustment and say, yeah, I do need to put some energy into that. But I also need to remember I have a family. I also need to remember that God is important and I make sure that I have a focus and time for Him. I also need to make sure that I'm growing and maturing in my faith. We, we need to make sure we have a balance in our life so that just not one area is taking all of our focus and attention. That's why it's so important to continue to do a heart, heart checkup and say, God, renew in me a right spirit. Renew in me a clean heart. Make sure, God, that you do the adjustments that you need to do in me so that my focus is the focus that you want me to have in my life. Because life goes quick. And if we get on the wrong trajectory, even in a small degree, you can see it in people's lives where we go off track and there can be devastation around because we've forgotten to have the right focus. Number four, the future you pursue. It says in Psalm 37 verse 4, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. So we're taking delight in God, and we're allowing Him to guide and direct us, and our heart's desires are what God says that He will give us as we are in alignment with Him. And so what are those desires in our heart? Because that's inevitably what we are going to be pursuing and going after and, and, and following God for and, and, and trying to uh, believe for in our life. And so what's going on in our heart? Because we want to make sure we're in alignment. There. You know that every business starts in the heart. Every idea for you know, the future and, and purpose or idea for ministry, it, it begins in the heart. And so we need to make sure that we are saying, God, show me what it is that you want me to do with my life. God, show me what you're calling me to do because I want to pursue that. And out of my heart, I will pursue that with everything that I've got. And I will make sure that I'm in alignment with that. Your future, it starts in your heart. Marriages start in the heart. Partnerships start in the heart. Businesses start in the heart. Children start in the heart. All of those things start in our heart. And so we need to make sure we are in alignment with God. The fourth, uh, fifth thing this morning is the thoughts that shape you. It says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, as a man thinks in what? His heart, so is he. The thoughts that shape your life start in your heart. You know what? It's actually shocking some of the things we think about ourselves in our heart. And it's shocking because if you said it out loud, someone would say, that's ridiculous. But the trap of the enemy is that we say those things to ourselves enough, we rehearse it, we speak it over, it thrives in the darkness where we don't say anything to anybody else about it. And before we know it, what does it sabotage? Our self-esteem, 
our self-confidence, our purpose in God, our understanding of the value that we add to those that are around it, we start to devalue our lives. And therefore, as a result of that, we devalue the people that are around us. It brings destruction to us and it brings destruction to the people around us when we don't have the right identity of who God says that we are. And a lot of that grows in the darkness. A lot of that grows in us just speaking words in our mind about ourselves that are destroying our own character. We wouldn't have the courage to say that about somebody else out loud. We wouldn't even have the courage to say it about ourselves, to character assassinate ourselves the way that we sometimes do on the inside in our heart. And so it's a really good practice to say, hey, what am I saying about myself? Because what I'm saying about myself is telling a story and is building a future for who I am. It's changing my thought patterns, but it's more changing who I am and changing who my future is. The thoughts that shape you. Number six, the health of your life. It says in Proverbs 17 verse 22, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. A cheerful heart is good medicine. You're looking to be healthy, you're looking to be strong, laugh, smile, meditate on the things of God, be reminded of who God is, let Him remind you of who you are, let love, joy, peace, hope build your life again, let it speak into you, let the Word of God shape who you are. It changes you. It changes the way you see your future. It changes the way that you are healthy on the inside, emotionally as well. Proverbs 14.30 says, A peaceful heart leads to what? A healthy body. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. Proverbs 15.13 says, A glad heart makes a happy face. A broken heart crushes the spirit. So you can often see somebody physically... And you can see their level of confidence by the way they actually present themselves. I think we've all seen somebody that struggles with self-confidence and the way they look down and the way that they walk. They just, you can see it in their body language. And their body is just telling the story of what's going on in their heart. And so I think every now and again, we need to do a readjustment and say, hold on a, hold on a second, who does God say that I am? How am I going to lead from a healthy place and understand that I actually want to be healthy in my mind and emotions and spirit. And if I'm healthy in those ways and if I'm healthy in my heart, that will flow just like your physical heart. If it's healthy and strong, it will produce blood flow through your body and you will be healthy and strong as well. It's the same when it comes to our spiritual lives. We sometimes focus on the outside, but God wants us to focus on the inside. And number seven this morning, the health of your relationships. You know, when Jesus was asked what's the most important commandment, He pointed to relationships. He said the most important commandment is that you love God. And the second thing is that you love people as what? You love yourself. And so we're talking about loving God, we're talking about loving people, and we're talking about loving ourselves. And so there's an understanding there that to be healthy that we will uh, to have a healthy heart, to love God with all of our heart, soul, and strength, that that's going to flow into our relationships. It's going to flow in how we love other people. It's also going to flow in how we love ourselves. And so the health of our relationships are incredibly important to God because He says that's what our purpose is. Now, someone once said this, that life uh, is about relationships and the rest is just details. And it's kind of true when it comes into perspective of what Jesus has said here. He's saying these are the important things. 
All the laws and the prophets, they hang on these things. And so a healthy heart will produce healthy relationships. We see how it sabotages relationships when we have jealousy or envy or this negativity or there's things in our life or bitterness or unforgiveness. It impacts those that are closest to us. You know, it says, people have often heard this quote, hurt people, what do they do? They hurt people. And that's because in their heart, they haven't let go. I remember a time in my life where I felt unfairly, um, you know, treated. And I remember it was actually Sean Stanton uh, who founded this church. He said to me, Ben, do not rehearse the pain. Let it go. And it was advice I didn't want to hear, but I needed to hear. And it was good for my spirit to let it go. And sometimes our relationships, like a heart attack, is a blockage. Our relationships are blocked because of what's going on in our hearts. Some of those things that get in there and they block relationship. We need to let them go. And so I just want to talk about, just as we finish here, some ways to maintain a healthy heart. We talked about what it's like to have a heart attack. There's a blockage there. And there is a whole bunch of things you can do physically in your life to make sure that you are operating in a way that your heart is healthy and therefore your life is healthy. And so here's one. Bet you didn't expect to go to the doctor this morning. Number one, eat healthy. That's one way that your physical heart can be healthy and strong, but also in the same way, your spiritual heart, the inner world, is feeding. It's eating. It's eating. It's feeding on the things that are around you. It's feeding on the things that are going on in your world. You are consuming things every day. But here's the powerful thing. You have the choice to choose what you want to consume. And if you're like me, you love a late night snack. The kids go to bed, TV goes on, this is my time now. The pantry is calling your name. There's never anything good in the pantry. I I, I always go to the, the, the point of blame, I say, babe, it's your fault. You haven't bought healthy things, there's unhealthy snacks in there, what am I meant to do? self-control I guess but it's there it's calling your name and you you go in there and you're eating and from what I've heard like eating late at night snacks is not good either so that's another element but it's just there and you're, you're feeding on it and what things have we got accessible in our life that we are feeding on whether gossip whether we're just envious about a situation whether there is just somebody that's hurt us and we just we just continue to feed on that hurt It's easy to do that. You know what it says, Jesus said this, he quoted from the Old Testament, he said it's written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on what? But on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, just like sugar, it's addictive. So can negativity and gossip and, and unhealthy conversations and unhealthy things that we can feed on can get into our lives. But there's something about eating healthy that helps your life be healthy. You feel like you've got more energy. You feel like you've got more zest for life and you are, you're focused on the right things. Eating healthy has a huge impact. We know that the Bible, it sharpens our life and we feed on that. When we feed on the presence of God. When we feed on good thoughts. When we feed on the things that are praiseworthy and trustworthy as the Bible says. When we feed on those things. The natural result, will our heart will be healthy. 
and then we will live out of a healthy place. The second thing this morning, you're going to hate me for this, is exercise. If we want to be healthy, we need to exercise physically, but also our spiritual heart needs us to exercise. We are faith people. Faith is a doing word. It's an action. If you were at Connections Conference, we were talking about how we bring transformation in our mind. And Dr. Robbie was talking about our behaviors and the way that we act. We are praising God before we feel it. We are praying before we feel God's presence is there. We are opening up the Bible and we are reading it even when it feels like it's difficult and hard because we are choosing to make a choice above our emotions. Conviction above emotion. And so we exercise our faith. We don't get up and go to the gym physically because we want to go. We don't go for that walk often because we want to go. We go because we know it's going to be good for us. And when you start walking, it's amazing how that serotonin level goes up and you start to feel good for it, but you didn't feel it in the moment before you left. It's the same, can I tell you, when it comes to reading your Bible, when it comes to praying, when it comes to being in the house of God, when it comes to being kind to someone that's hurting you, when it comes to forgiving, God, forgiving somebody that's hurt you, when it comes to uh, sharing your faith, when it's scary to do so. All of those things, our feelings will abandon us in moments in our life. But making the choice to be consistent and to exercise our faith anyway to actually have uh, that understanding that faith is an action word that's outworked, that I walk by faith and not by sight, and that my feelings can get in alignment with my faith, that takes courage and that takes strength to be able to exercise and to move. I love in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26, Paul says, So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I my, myself should be disqualified. There's a challenge there. It's easy to identify what everybody else needs to do. But hey, am I disciplined in my life? Am I exercising my faith and living out my faith consistently as God wants me to do? The third thing is this, eliminate harmful substances. You know, it says, we've read it before in Proverbs 14, verse 30, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy life, but jealousy is like cancer in the bones. You know, we all have things in our home that can kill us, substances that are harmful to us, that we put in cupboards and out of the way so kids can't get access to it, all those things. We have those things accessible in our homes. And those harmful substances are like in our lives today in our, that, our, that can affect our spirit as well. We can access things so quickly that are not going to do us good. Things that are going to be harmful to us, even in our own homes. We can access conversations. We can access thoughts. We can access words that are doing us harm. And we, we need to remind ourselves, hey, I'm putting that, I'm locking them back away. Because I don't want them to do my heart harm. I don't want them to do my heart damage. I need to make sure that these harmful substances are not bringing toxic behavior to my life. Before this morning, effective management of the stress. You know, it says in 1 Peter 5 verse 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. You know, stress 
is something that is unavoidable in life. Stress happens to all of us. Pressure happens to all of us. You know, the great athletes, the great performers, the great business people, they've all got stress just like you and I. And so we won't avoid stress, but we've just got to learn how to manage it. You know, the Bible says that to give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, give your requests to God. We have the choice to effectively manage stress by understanding it's like breathing in and out. Stress comes in, stress goes out. That's how it works. And it's the same when it comes to our relationship with God, when we feel stressed and overloaded, we come and we bring our cares to God. When there's things we don't understand and we need miracles for, we come and we lay down our requests to God. It's a breath in, it's a breath out. And when we just keep breathing in and we don't breathe out, we start choking. And so we need to understand that that's the way that stress works. And we manage stress, we do it God's way, we see His effect on our life. And finally this morning, this is where I want to finish if the team want to come back up. Is if we want to maintain a healthy heart, we need to have an ECG checkup. We need to have a regular checkup with the doctor. We need to have uh, an understanding that it's easy for all of us to get off track. It's so easy to make that small change where we start heading off in another direction. We start letting these thoughts that are negative be dominant thoughts in our life. We start getting a, a thought about somebody or that's hurt us and we just feel like, oh, I'm just so annoyed with that person. And it just started off with a little annoyance and then now I can't even stand them. I don't even want to talk to them. I don't want to see them. Like these things, they start in our hearts and they fester and they build up. You know, I love King David. He said this in Psalm 139. He said, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It was David that was the one that said, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. After he'd sinned and made huge mistakes. You know, I think as guys, we we love to avoid a checkup at the doctor. But actually, a checkup is actually not about what's happening now. It's actually about our future. And so I put it to us today that as we finish in a moment and we sing this worship song, would you allow God to give you a checkup today? Because it's not just about now. It's actually about your future. It's actually about future you. How are you going to be? How healthy are you going to live? Because it all starts in your heart. So would you stand with me this morning? Proverbs 3 verse 5, as we finish, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. So I believe that over every person in this building this morning, that God's going to make your paths straight as you allow Him to do an adjustment, a checkup in your heart this morning to make sure that you are living from a pure heart.
heart. So would you reach out your hands this morning if you feel comfortable. Lord Jesus, so we spoke about healthy me this morning. Lord, maybe it's revealed some stuff in us, some thoughts that have been running around in our minds, some words that we've been speaking that have maybe shocked us, some of the focuses that have been off in our life that we've maybe been distracted, some of the things that maybe we we've have been revealed to us today as we've just talked about the heart. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have the courage today to just submit everything that's going on in our heart to you and ask for our lives to be in alignment with you. We want to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And I pray this morning, Lord, if there has been things that we're off, Lord, as it says here and as David said in the Psalms, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. Lord, what, what do we want in the church here? We want to have a healthy heart. We want our members and our people to have a healthy heart. We want to be living from a place of health on the inside that flows into every area of our life on the outside. So I pray for health and strength over every person this morning. Do a work in our heart today and help us to be in alignment with you. I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song in a moment. Just give you a moment to be able to have an adjustment in your heart to God. You know, the best thing you bring to this church is a healthy heart. The best thing that I bring to this church is a healthy heart. Forget about gifts and abilities and talents and all those other things. What's going on on the inside will direct your life on the outside and will bring health and strength to this church. If we're all got healthy hearts, that's going to overflow in our lives, in this church community and into the community at large in Jesus' name. So come on, let's worship Jesus together this morning.